0: There is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone.
1: Welcome to the Star Power Podcast on the Fangirl Zone where we discuss Stargirl and the DC Universe streaming service and CW channel. I'm Dave.
0: I'm Sean Fangowas, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 10 of Season 1 of Stargirl.
1: I can't believe we're there already. Episode 10,
0: Brainwave Jr. I am <laughs> going to say this because for those of you who are in the know, this week that we're recording this is the week of San Diego Comic-Con, yep. which of course had to be canceled. And CW, apparently, was going to have a pretty decent presence. So when you hear this, you can go because a lot of the different shows that were supposed to be there are doing panels on YouTube and they'll be recorded. So you can go to comic-con.org for San Diego Comic-Con. They have a Comic-Con at home section, and it'll lead you to where all the panels are. I don't know if Stargirl had one specifically. I think they were trying because I believe they were supposed to be there because, like, they always had, like, their new shows there. So let's hope. So check it out.
1: Stargirl's a hit.
0: Yeah. It's a hit.
1: It's a hit. The last uh, this past episode Brainwave Jr was a 9.2 out of 10 on IMDb.com.
0: Nice. I know. I, I thought it was great you. too. I was
1: a bit crazy and I started messaging our our, our other co-host Steve and like Steve Steve Steve.
0: <laughs> 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 i to say I will tell you it was very hard especially at the end of the episode not to mess Message, you guys.
1: Yeah. I was I trying
0: know. to keep it together to keep it for this <laughs> podcast right here.
1: A lot of people said it got, uh, oh, what's the word? Well, they had tears in their eyes. It got a little dusty in the room. That was it.
0: I'll tell you, Sp- it, it got dark. I was like, oh!
1: oh my God.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> was not expecting it.
1: What are you doing to us?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a, a total surprise. Yeah. For me, I don't know what the rest of you and anybody who's actually read all this because I believe that you actually had theory that uh, Henry was going to take over because something was going to happen like super serious to his dad and he was going to yeah
1: yeah in the comics he's still alive so hell. doesn't mean he's dead you don't see a body that's you know? true
0: and what yeah. have we learned with all of our shows.
1: That's right. Givenchy, so. your body's not dead. So he, there's some speculation, I know we're leaping ahead, that <laughs> Henry Jr. might have put a little cocoon around himself at the end. But I'm telling you, that ending, wow.
0: Yes, I concur. All right, so let's start at the beginning.
1: Sure, that's a good <laughs> idea. Sorry. As we wipe away the tears. <laughs> As we said, this is episode 10, Brainwave Jr. As Henry Jr. hones his newfound skills, uncovers secrets from his family's past to make him a difficult decision. Meanwhile, Courtney, Yolanda, Beth, and Rick's latest plan brings them face-to-face with members of the ISA. It sounds like a government, like they check your luggage or something. Finally, tensions between Pat and Barbara forced her to revisit her own past, which is very suspicious. I don't know. I know Steve was suspicious. Anyway, Andy Armaganian or Armaganian directed this episode, written by James Dill Robinson.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to say, yeah. Like, even where we started, I was in shock. Like, we we end up getting... Of course, the fallout from the end of last episode. But I still, I'm sorry, I still stand by. They could have totally played off a whole lot of that.
1: Please continue. What do you mean? (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, Barbara like totally flips out and what is that? What are you doing? It's like, hello, Halloween decoration, anything you could have played off the staff. It's not like, like you said last episode, <laughs> she wasn't riding it around like bewitched or something. It was just there. It was lit up and then it she drops it and it's oh, dark. Yeah, I know.
1: Why, why would that shake her up?
0: Right. And,
1: Unless you knew what it was.
0: Oh, like, what that oh in that's interesting. Well,
1: that's that's the common theory. That's something Steve and I talked about, too. We should talk more, Sean. <laughs>
0: uh, that
1: the whole thing was a setup at the beginning. Like, to have them both to start out the episode in the diner, because I don't know his name. Sorry, in the diner with maria the waitress who's back baby she's back and ending up and it was really sweet it was cute and sweet and even uh, the waitress maria said that too like oh isn't that cute Ah." Uh, what put them both in the same place i mean pat says he's on the hunt uh, i mean for old cars right and she says she's signing off on her mother's house. But boy, I don't know. And they're both from California. What are they doing there at the same time? We know is past there on a hunt. So he's still doing JSA stripesy or stripe business. I would say that he knows. And he, if he knows he brought them back to live there, which we discussed earlier in these episodes, puts his family in danger. He must know. And if she knows, too, that would be actually, I think that's a shame. If she knew everything about the past and she when she saw the cosmic staff, it freaked her out because she knew what it was. I'm like, there has to be one innocent person in the show who knows nothing. Not everyone should know everything and have a
0: secret about it. Don't you agree? Oh, my gosh. See, I, I didn't even think of that with Barbara. Because the way this whole thing went, with her reaction, she's like, we're leaving. I'm kicking Mm. you out of the house. Pack up your stuff, Courtney. We're gone. It's like, oh, wow, okay. And then all of a sudden, like as the episode progresses, she's, quote unquote, investigating Starman. Which, first of all, if you were told the situation, and you were told that your boss is the guy who killed Starman, (laughs) why are you doing it on your work computer? At least use your phone. Uh. Come
1: on. I know, I know. Unless she's using the her boss's uh, network, <laughs> which would be d- dumb too.
0: And, and I'm like, no, see, I don't. Know. I, There's my I, tinfoil re- hat. You don't look stuff up. You don't want the boss to know yeah. when you're at work because they can look at your computer.
1: Well, but, I understand. He <laughs> kind of figures it out. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: But not just that. Then all of a sudden, she emails courtney's dad and i'm like what is happening that's curtis
1: which has to be sam curtis which is an alias
0: but now that you said that now i'm thinking wait a second what if yeah (laughs) and yeah and then my mind's like just whirling a whole different way Because it seems like the only person out of this little four-person family that is innocent is poor Mike. I know. And I'm still, I'm telling you in the beginning, I wanted to slap that mouth, a little smart mouth. But I feel bad for him now because Barbara kicks Pat out and Pat's like, I'm going to go stay in the garage. They can at least sleep on the couch. I don't know. But (laughs) okay, he's going to the garage. Mike's like, I'm going with you. And, I mean, this poor kid, we don't exactly know what happened to his mom. And he finally admits, what was it two episodes ago or last episode, that Courtney's his sister. And I think it's probably hard for him because he was an only child. And now he has his family. He seems to really get along with Barbara. And now it's like, great, my whole world's going to come crashing around my ears.
1: Yeah. Well, that's his age group. You know, it's, it's trust versus Distrust, I think it is. Eric Erickson, was like a neo-Freudian, and it's a formative stage. So you you really need to latch on something in his, in his age group, and it keeps getting. Jerked around so he doesn't know what to believe. We should do the uh, the mic podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then when he confronts Courtney, I will tell you right there, I I did feel like somebody was cutting onions near me. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, He's it, like, don't tell me. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Because I'm not really your brother, right? We're not really family. And I was like, oh, it's uh, like twist that knife and add some salt. Because that's, yeah, that well, was you know rough. What?
1: It hurt Courtney, because they had managed to build up so much trust between them, and then boom, it's gone.
0: And can I ask, what was the deal with Jordan and his parents? Just, oh, I'm going to come bring cookies, which, first of all, yeah, that's nice. And I'm going to be rude as hell and talk in a foreign language in front of her. And just Yeah, stare at her I know. Say it.
1: You would think they would know that by now. And you don't. You don't speak. If they speak English, speak English. Don't communicate to each other in a foreign language. But if we're leaping ahead here, at least that made Barbara suspicious enough to record it. <laughs> like Cat. Cat's like, geez, I later. Huh? I wouldn't have thought to do that.
0: Right. I do love and, that he like <laughs> keeps turning her monitor though. It's like oh, let's move this way. At least you know. Next <laughs> out of there or something but yeah i mean i'm sorry that's just rude as hell especially when you're staring at her and you're saying it i'm like yeah i would feel like they're definitely saying something about to me or about I, me
1: yeah i think they're playing the grandparents card like they can do whatever they want because they're grandparents they've earned it or something or like whatever
0: yeah I don't they're think so.
1: old and creaky so just give it because <laughs> you can't argue <laughs> with them anyway
0: <laughs> old and creaky Oh yeah, my god! Uh,
1: and evil. In their case, they're evil. I'm sure, everyone knows by now.
0: Yeah. Well, they do figure it out when when she has it translate. Now, again, why did it take so long? I mean, I guess they don't have Google Translate wherever they are. Real time kind of thing. But uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they mentioned the machine. Really, you're just so blasé. What if yeah. she happened to take a semester and remembered a few words? I'm Norwegian. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on anything's possible because we we feel like we're not exactly in 2020 in this this timeline that's happening.
1: Well, they're not. Oh, that that's part of their excuse. SGPs, grandparents. They're not in 2020.
0: <laughs> they're in 1920. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's it. weird yeah, stuff that's happening.
1: E- they crank the phone to make it work. <laughs> Hello, A- uh, Mabel.
0: Can I please have number 3? <laughs> anyway. I know.
1: <laughs> So we're, we're skipping ahead, but we did get a we get a lot of hospital uh, stuff.
0: We did, and I I have like mixed feelings because at first I was kind of excited about what happened in the hospital
1: because the the memory loss yes. or something. Oh yeah, and I then, know I thought that was a whole new beginning. This is something they were going to develop and stuff.
0: Yes, I was I happy mean, because I I'm thinking, all right, this is right. Well, Henry Junior says, well. We lost mom. She died. And Henry Sr. Has, Mary? has no memory of this. But he's like, I know he doesn't remember because he's really hurting. Okay, great. And maybe this was before he kind of started being super douche to his son. So, hey, they can start over, too. And Henry Jr. can heal along with Henry Sr. Yeah. Until. Well, that wasn't it, happening.
1: It, well, see, I forgot where they're... Uh... Henry Jr. leaves because he finds out a few things like, well, I'm going to go back and check out that 1990s technology with the VHS machine (laughs) and figure out what's going on. Remember how you and I characterized Henry Jr. as a little bit of a crow mag Yes. This was a shining episode, actually. He really got to shine in this episode. He did furrow the brow a few times, but otherwise, man, he really brought it. I'm going to get his... The actor's name for you. Jake Austin Walker as Henry King Jr. Uh, I really dug him. I dug him in this episode.
0: I feel like this was really a redeeming episode. Like we had said previously, like there were moments that Henry could have redeemed himself. Yeah. But this one actually had it. I still feel like there was something else he could have said when everything was going down. Uh, Like, just finally say, I didn't share the picture. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's like Barbara. She could flat out say, this man is not your father. But she doesn't. When they're explaining things to her at the beginning, I know we're backtracking a little. And Pat shows her the picture of Starman, or at least the Star-Spangled Kitty Starman by then, I would think. And Stripesy, uh, she looks at him the same way her daughter did at the beginning, like Stripesy. (laughs) And she could have put her finger right on the picture and say, this man is not your father. But she didn't.
0: Right. She did kind of like dodge and weave a bit. Yeah,
1: she dodges and weaves around it. She could come right out and say it. I mean, a little later in the episode, she was a little more direct towards the question, but not like maybe 90%, not 100%. But we did find out from all this, back to the hospital talk, that Mary, her brother is Starman. I was like, well, I didn't know. Was I in alive in the 40s? No, I was not. <laughs> kind I of looked it up? Yeah, sure. <laughs> But I didn't. But Mary uh, was the brother of Starman. So we're like, when things are like starting to weave together at the beginning, we're like, uh oh, uh oh, wow. So what the heck? A brainwave was married to the brother? Of Starman. They're both Pembertons.
0: And right uh, away, I'm like, that means they're related. <laughs>
1: like, oh, did you? Yeah. yeah I like, put that together until we got the Courtney moment later on.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like, my husband and I were watching it. I look at him, I'm like, that means him and Courtney are related. Oh, my God. And he's like, yeah, they are. They're cousins. And we're like, <gasps> wait, they can't fight now?
1: If you're like my wife, she goes, you didn't know that? I'm like, <laughs> BS, lady. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing.
0: But yeah, when when senior is like mumbling his yeah. thoughts in his sleep, and he's like, "Last day, last tape." I'm like, "What?" Weird,
1: weird, yeah.
0: But yeah, when junior goes back, and apparently there's a hell of a lot of tapes. Yeah, I know.
1: What, what were they up to? Three thousand two hundred thirty-three or something yeah, it was like, like that.
0: Crazy number. When he watches it, it's like right away. I'm in the same mindset as junior. Holy crap. Jordan killed my mom.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Like wow, I thought that was awesome. And because we see him kill Joey, yeah, Joey's father.
0: I'm sorry, but even after everything was said, I feel like that doesn't seem right. I'm. Oh yeah. Yeah, because when he was saying, when Senior was saying in the video, he didn't specifically say Jordan killed Mary. Yeah. But he made it happen. He killed yeah, Starman's well. sister.
1: Not a big leap,
0: right? And I'll never forgive him. Like because of that is where I'm. I still feel like Jordan did it, and that maybe they changed, like Doctor whatever, changed Henry Senior's memory of it somehow.
1: That's weird. And that's
0: why he doesn't remember and doesn't say that he's the one who did it until after the memories all come back from the last ten years, and all of a sudden he's evil again.
1: I had a thought in my head and it just went away because I don't know.
0: <laughs> but I yeah. thought it was interesting to that because, like I said, Jordan pays Henry Sr. a visit and all of a sudden it's like, we need to go. We have things to do. I'm so happy you're awake. And all of a sudden the staff shows up. Now, first of all, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's just as obnoxious as Courtney was being in the beginning.
1: Oh, God, there's a lot of talk about that. There's two prevailing theories that didn't occur to me, but I, I was the staff. Well, I'll elucidate now. One theory is the staff still has the spirit or whatever you want to call it of Ted Knight. It's uh, it's maker in it. and he, And Ted knew the difference between right and wrong. And Ted and the staff always fought for right. And as the staff was looking at the lineup pictures, you know, like, I got to get this guy. So I don't know he might be infused with the spirit of Ted Knight or essence of Ted still or 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 and the second train of thought is that it's acting out on Courtney's beliefs subconsciously Courtney like she said over and over she's always like this let's do it let's do it let's do it let's get revenge let's get these guys let's do it right now right now right now and I guess maybe the staff picked up on that and said well I'm going to act on her subconscious let's go so God, they got three episodes left, so we have to decide whether. Well, I mean, apparently, staff acted on its own somehow, but it's either the the spirit of its maker, Ted Knight, or it's subconsciously reading Courtney, and the wanted to go. Well, he basically told to go back to bed and patted it <laughs> when it came it's up to get her.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> it's a puppy.
1: Mom says we can't go out.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so now. Oh, the staff can do so much on its own? Uh, Yeah, it can do a lot of stuff, but...
1: Only so much, though. Yeah,
0: and so now it's frozen. Great.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: And in the hands of the bad guy. Totally what we need, because obviously Courtney has powers without it. Oh, wait. Yeah. But you have Henry Jr. then seeing them, and he hides now when Henry (laughs) Sr., felt something. Was Junior able to block him out at that point? Or did Senior know he was there and it's like...
1: And let him go? Yeah. That's a tough one because later on when they're down in the tunnels, Henry goes, my father's close, I can sense him.
0: So very Star Wars, but...
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, there was a few Star Wars-like references in this. I am Luke. I am your father. (laughs) (laughs) I am evil. Get over it.
0: But because he wasn't immediately using it for... I guess I'd say, evil purposes. Was he able to develop it and get stronger faster, maybe?
1: Junior? Yeah. I don't know. I still think Henry Sr. should have sussed him out like i know where you are oh, like, <laughs> so like jurassic park where they're hiding behind it one the, of the uh the velociraptors <laughs> yeah are creeping around
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i guess he could have been like stay there junior or something you know yeah, uh, yeah but, but that's it, why there's all-
1: no indication so maybe he can get into like a zen moment
0: right because and- all of a sudden like he heard almost I'd say, like, static almost, and then it just went real silent. That's why I was wondering if Junior was able to kind of block him out somehow.
1: It's a little uh, hard to believe that Icicle would accept uh, his excuse to go, it's nothing. Really? I mean, if you're evil, everything is something. It's nothing. Okay, let's go. (laughs) I've got to put put gas in the car. Yeah, yeah, right. Maybe
0: Icicle's like, well, you know what? He he already filled me in. He doesn't remember crap for 10 years. All right, I'm going to let this slide. Yeah,
1: yeah. So where do we go next? Um, there's Courtney tries to convince the group that Henry's good in the calf. What would you think of the calf meeting?
0: <sighs> I totally get what's happening. And I'll tell you, Rick has suddenly been the one that's like, oh, let's turn up the jerk factor.
1: I know. It seems to be his role. It gets a little obnoxious and a little old.
0: And I totally get where it was going because obviously at this point we need everybody on board. And I understand Rick and Yolanda being super tick. I was yeah. surprised. Beth was the one that's like hey listen
1: she's always like that though
0: i mean she's let's, the one who's totally even keel but
1: yeah, the fact that play. she
0: kind of stood her ground and put that voice out there
1: she has no powers but she has courage which is amazing because she's so subservient to her parents in the past like i'll
0: make you lunch today
1: <laughs> and when she does they're like what the hell's going on we haven't seen them either so i don't know i'm sure they'll be back but I guess they're not as important as we thought they were because I uh, always thought there was something strange about the father. I'm still well, wondering for-
0: what's going to happen with that.
1: Well, okay, so we're going back to the calf, and Rick is being a dick.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> and, no two ways there.
1: Yeah, and Junior decides to give him a plate full of food or a tray full of food, and, and sends him flying. Now, like how he gets up, and he's got like ketchup or sauce all over him, whatever it is.
0: When well, he's like, "Let's go, stand up." <laughs> Junior's like, yeah, "Sit down." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, well bring any attention to the, that little group there because you know somebody's going to go why is henry jr sitting with those losers
1: yeah. yeah well you could see the kids in the background looking at him, and it just got worse too once they started acting out right aside from hothead rick and uh, henry defending himself it was, a, it was a great yolanda moment because first of all well not first of all but she's ultimately she says we're done as friends we're not friends anymore because she didn't like henry coming back and but we all know because she admitted subconsciously that she loved him or loves him, right? And but she's the only reason why I'm doing this is to cover your back because I know you're going to go anyway. That's a team member.
0: Yeah, you can hate me later. Just uh, yeah, just yeah. make sure we're okay.
1: Uh, Oh, we had skipped ahead to the part where Henry calls out to Courtney across the street because she had visited Mike at the garage and Mike went to his penchant, eight, nine, well, nine or 10 year old, maybe 11.
0: Yeah, I have no idea how old he's supposed to be. Yeah, I know, I know. That's his superpower.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when she leaves, she's like, he's calling out to her. And she's like, what the hell? And looking around everywhere, there is across the street like waving that's like, one of the, it's not the funniest scene in this show. I almost said the movie because it's had a very much like a movie quality to it, especially the fight scene at the end. Yes. And so they go over and touch, and uh, yeah, he puts his hand on her, touchy feely guy. That's not a very uh, 2020 type of deal. And. And all of a sudden the, she sees or yeah feels or sees everything that's in his head because she gets the upload I called it in my notes. <laughs> she's like, "Wow, I could I could see everything you're thinking." So, I was thinking so that that means they are related, right? I mean, did you get that vibe from that that they are related? See, I was just
0: thinking that he got really strong because he doesn't know how to control everything. And that that's why in well, I mean, better than killing you somebody with his mind but like he's able to project this thought but like she immediately like hugs him after everything (laughs) i know we're cousins and i'm thinking didn't he just put a bunch of information in your head, and you like kind of freaked out seconds ago? That,
1: that, that's her takeaway. We're cousins.
0: Yay, <laughs> we're related.
1: <laughs>
0: Whatever that's works cute. for you, Courtney.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, to me, that that was confirmation that they are related. I don't know if she could, if he could upload like that to everybody that he touches. Maybe we haven't seen any proof of it, but uh, and she got it. So I'm like, oh, well, that's con-. to me that was confirmation that they are related.
0: I'll say yes. I'm not saying it was confirmation, but I I think that. Like, maybe that's why their powers were able to, or not powers, like he was able to to do something without hurting her, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Now let's talk about the crazy underground.
1: Oh, yeah. That's where they had to go. You know, another funny moment. Once they finally get down under there. Beth's the first one to say, ah, I've been here before, you guys go ahead.
0: <laughs> and I also want to say, okay, yeah, Beth, you've been down there, and your goggles kind of went crazy. Why? Why? Wouldn't the goggles tell her ahead of time, there's something happening, I'm not going to be able to help. Like, why were you silent this whole time?
1: Just a kid. Just a kid.
0: Wait, the goggle? Like, Dr. Midnight's just a kid? He's an adult that's loaded in there. He Uh, was spewing uh, left and right, you know, all sorts of information before, and now it's like, oh, I'm not going to say nothing. So we get down, and it's like, oh, oh, static. Sorry, can't help. (laughs) I was irritated. Oh, yeah. It's like, ah!
1: She looks so funny in that uniform. She's so so petite. So anyway, they're creeping around, and Courtney says, "Let's split up." And like that is like, "Split up? What are you crazy?" Well, well I'm going to take Henry. You guys go that way. She says, "Like no way, I'm not leaving you alone with Henry." So there's two ways to take that. She doesn't trust Henry. Why would she? And she still, even though she's here's the air quotes not friends with uh, Courtney anymore. She really is. Nah, she's this this poor girl. She still loves Henry Jr. And she's still, of course, she's still friends with Courtney. Mm -hmm. And that's why she wants to have both of their backs as they go down there. It's not like you guys can't do it on your own. You need me. It's like, I like you both. (laughs) At least that's that was my take on it.
0: Yeah, I was really feeling like Yolanda was like, all right, I have to be here. Yeah, for both of them. Because something is bound to happen, and...
1: Well, she has an investment in both of them, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I,
0: yeah. Like, I'm like the glue or something.
1: Yeah, so that's cool. I really like her in her role, too. So they split up, and Rick and Beth go off someplace. <laughs> you know, I like, Beth, I like Beth's nervous, and she's like, this whole tunnel thing is, like, freaking her out. It's been down here before. But for the first time she heard a growl, she freaked out and ran the other direction. Now she's like, oh, I can't believe we're doing this. And the other creating. you know go in the other direction, and we'll concentrate on Yolanda or Wildcat, Henry and Courtney now, and they're creeping along. First of all, the goggles don't work, and there's no cosmic staff, but they're still going ahead, but that's courage, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And they find the lair, and there's Henry Sr., strapped to a table. He's in uniform because if you're going to experiment on him, you might as well put his, his old clothes on.
0: Obviously.
1: The green leather. Like, I don't know who just rode them, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and Edo's working on him and he's got his brain all hooked up and he's got a few of his minions hanging around and stuff. And the last thing I thought as they were creeping around was that Cindy would see them from her cell. Like, oh, of course she did. That's how amateurist, this new JSA is, and they don't, they don't expect cameras or sensor devices or trip alarms or anything like that, but they managed to make it all the way in there anyway and she's so like,
0: Dad! 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 She's right behind her dad. Let ah. me kill
1: her. I I know that was one of the funniest things too. Let me out! I want to do it. Oh please!
0: How many uh, times are they moving her cell? First of all, because she's in a different area, and no,
1: she's in the same area. She's where she I she can overlook she was the lab. Moved. No, she can overlook the lab. The only thing they did was shut her peephole, which apparently is now open. Conveniently.
0: Well, and also, how how are these tunnels moving? Because if they came from Cindy's house. Why didn't they all pass Solomon Grundy?
1: Um, they didn't go down through Cindy's house, though.
0: Yeah, they did because they were out in front and they seen that it was sold. I oh wait, you know what? I no, they didn't low. say they went through there, but I thought that was the only way that they knew how to get through because they didn't know uh, it was on where they
1: the drag point. Cindy, where they drag Cindy to hell. Nope, I don't think that's the way. And it wasn't through uh, Jordan's office either. To tell you the truth, I don't know how they figured that out. How did how did Beth know where the tunnels were? That's how she she got through there. I think Beth took them the way she took them the time before when she was down there. And
0: that was through Cindy's house. That's why yeah, I like, were
1: they weren't at Cindy's house. They
0: were outside of it because they seen the for sale sign. Did they? Because I remember... I thought, I thought that was
1: the episode before.
0: Because I remember when Cindy went down through the tunnel because she got mad she wanted to go talk to her <laughs> dad, she passes yep. Grundy's cell. Yep. it's like, ugh, stop growling. Yeah,
1: but me. they didn't pass Grundy's cell exactly, on the way in. Exactly, which
0: of like, what is happening? But they came down the same steps that Beth came down before
1: I don't think they did That's well I'm, like, this I'm gonna is have to watch, watch 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 it again and figure out how they got down there well it's one of those TV things where they just skip ahead skip ahead kids let's go ahead <laughs> we're moving the plot along
0: unless somebody else out there knows what it what it was where they went in you can let us know at Please. contact us at fangirlzone.com
1: <laughs> so uh, well, and this is at the same time this is where the grandparents visit. Well, the kids are down there. The grandparents are visiting and talking Norwegian, and Barbara decides to record it. But anyway, Beth and Rick find Grundy while Ito is working on Henry Sr. Cindy spots him. Ito calls him the goon, and there's a freaking melee. I mean, it just goes crazy. These goons or zombies or whatever you want to call them, they walk like zombies. They're like, er They're not exactly quick and do karate stuff. They just have... There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen that much. He, like he didn't snap his fingers, but uh, all of a sudden they're, they're pouring out of every freaking orifice
0: in that <laughs> lab. <laughs> I think they're dead because why else would he have wanted?
1: Yeah, I know. I, I think they're just reanimated yeah. somehow. So, yeah, I think he said to Cindy once, "You know how much work <laughs> it takes to put into these guys, right? That's like like two, two weeks worth down the drain. God damn it."
0: So I, I think it's that's weird. It's like, where were they all hiding at? They're just, like, hanging I know. out in a hallway? Yeah, I know.
1: It's like the Borg. They're just in their uh, little cell Is thing there, way? regenerating <laughs> and stuff, waiting to get the call. <laughs> oh, like, Must move now. Okay. Yeah. you they have a back room. They're all playing cards. I, I pictured, like, Yellowstone, where all the guys. I don't know who watches Yellowstone. Uh, but all the handlers and cowhands, they have, a, like, a, a barracks. And they all sit and play cards, drink whiskey and have their boots, boots up on a table. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, the light goes off. And in this case, the goons come out like, Oh, damn, we have to do something now. Hurry up. Well, it's as fast as we go. <laughs> <laughs> But they, they came out of nowhere. There was somebody on the internet, <laughs> it might have been YouTube, that said, this was, this fight, this, I called it a melee in my notes, exclamation point, had a real cinematic quality to it because it, it was very well coordinated and everyone got their moments. Uh, maybe Henry, least of all, he was like throwing force, yeah. force beams. He out his hand, the guys would fly. And Yolanda, she was leaping about. I mean, uh, I wish we had some more of her, but she really had some wildcat moments. We dropping flying from thing to thing maybe the wire work wasn't that great but courtney's gymnastics was fantastic i don't know who the girl was as a stunt double because whenever she's doing that with the uh, spear she just picked off the wall that was fantastic she had the guy and she did like double flips she, she was like on the the bar Oh, Let's yeah. Gymnastics. And and she just flips off and does a dismount and comes out behind a guy and whack. And they're whacking these guys, uh, it. I guess it's a good thing to run dead because these guys are getting sliced. And, and Yolanda's, like, hacking her way through. You could hear it, too. It's like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects are some good things that these shows I, do. You don't have
1: a conscience, I guess, when you're slicing through these guys left and right. So they must know they're zombies or something.
0: I just thought it was weird, though, that they had Courtney's staff like I don't, in a cage. Of, yeah, in a cage, hanging up there, just chained you know, prisoner. Up. We're gonna put it up here so nobody touches
1: yeah. it. Uh, I know. Okay. Well, it will penetrate our sanctum of doom anyway. <laughs> well, They've seen it act out on its own, but he's probably better off putting it in a lockbox or something like Cindy's in. But no, and in another great Wildcat moment, she sees it hanging up there. As she's, what is that, a pedromatic? They used to slice and dice <laughs> everything. She's pedromatic in her way through all the, all those, those dopes. And she jumps up there and hacks it free. And Ito's just about, uh, I mean, he yeah, has a great sword work. He's about to give it to Courtney. And it was a little clumsy, but Wildcat gets the staff to Courtney as he's about to chop her down, and it, was, it, it still was a great moment, like, ding. And she jumps up, and she looks at him, and she goes, Snapdragon, <laughs> which was hilarious. Snapdragon uh, Snapdragon is a Marvel character, a, a lesser character. I don't know if they were dissing that character or not, but it was still funny because she gets the guy's name wrong. Hey, Snapdragon, and he's like, Dragon King.
0: But get it right.
1: Oh, my God. That was like the previous episode. He prefers to be called Dr. Edo because they call him Dragon King. Oh, please, Dr. Edo. But this time he's like,
0: Dragon King. It's like, how dare you disrespect me?
1: I know. So it was a great fight and a big moment when Courtney gives him a backhanded swipe with the Cosmic Staff. He loses his mask.
0: Oh, my gosh. That was not what I was expecting.
1: Oh, my God. And he gets up and he gives that, like, Dragon King, Lizard King. I don't know Snapdragon like rah. I was you know this is one of the moments we were waiting for. Please let us see this guy without his mask. Yes, he, he was very reptilian. He had a little sharp teeth too. Like wow, and and I thought this was the funniest moment too because both girls, uh, Yolanda and Courtney, are standing there and they both he goes rah and they go.
0: Ah! Yeah, the very girly scream happened.
1: <laughs> I know. What have freaked me out, too. <laughs> so the staff, she uses the staff to give you know, a good zap.
0: Now, and we don't know if he can regenerate the way his daughter can.
1: Oh, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He just got a zap, that's all. It didn't go through him, so we know he's alive. Like a good lizard. <laughs>
0: And you had in all of this happening, Henry get to his dad and yep. release his dad and he's like, Come on, we can go and he's like, No, they got to you. They what did he say? They they didn't fix you, they messed you up or something and then Henry Sr.'s like, What are you talking about? And yeah, like, I know. Oh. It's
1: like dripping evil at that moment. Yeah. And Rick gets it. Usually on TV, you're like, hey, Dad, what are you talking about? It's like, uh-oh, we're screwed. Let's get out of here.
0: Right. Uh, we got to go. Yep. Abort gotta mission. Go.
1: Yeah. And as so, they're I...
0: running back, they meet up with Rick and Beth because Rick decided, I'm going to spend all this time trying <laughs> to get to Solomon Grundy. But I'm sorry. As far as we had seen, Rick didn't even bother trying to turn the lock. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to say Rick was unhinged because that would be a bad pun. When he was trying to rip off a door. <laughs> but he is. Like, what that? are you doing, man? Even Beth knows. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, we get fifteen minutes, clocks ticking. We're supposed to meet up with our pals. He you goes, know, This the guy that killed my parents. Like, okay, I get that. And he's got super strength, but I guess it's not that strong. I used to think that our man had like Superman like strength. But I guess he doesn't because if he has Superman strength, that door's coming off.
0: Yeah, it's like, I was surprised that he just kind of bent it a little. Although I'm still wondering on your theory if Brundy's going to get out and save Courtney somehow.
1: I know, Beauty and the Beast.
0: Yeah. I hope
1: so. I hope it's weakened enough that he starts stumbling around. She starts screaming and he goes over and rips off her door and she has like a moment with him. Like three episodes left. I I hope it happens in the next one. Really, it should. The way things are going now, because we had a couple of eh. slow-ish episodes, but not this one.
0: This was pretty good. And we kind of talked about the end already. And I was still surprised. I'm still going to say it because they end up down. I don't know. I guess a wrong way. They're stuck by gates.
1: The bars. Yeah, the bars there. Yeah,
0: Rick. I know
1: they didn't go back the way they came. Apparently,
0: Rick opens them. What two of them get through?
1: Three of them mm-hmm. get through. Beth goes first. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well Beth is the one with no power. Yeah, I definitely have to push her through.
1: <laughs> Except her politeness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and her ability to talk your ear off.
1: I guess Yolanda goes next or something. And then,
0: then Rick. Uh,
1: well, Brainwave shows up and he starts sealing stuff off. Oh, and yeah. And so Henry, yeah, well, Henry Jr. Henry Jr. And work, help work Rick, Rick goes a little help here. I'm like, wow, awesome. You guys are growing up. And they get it through. And then Henry throws Courtney through the bars.
0: Right, because she's like, no, you go. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to go over like a lead balloon. Yeah. So... I was just surprised with the confrontation, though, still, and then, like I said earlier, how Senior's like, no, it wasn't Icicle, it was me. And I really thought at that moment, Junior was going to have, like, that total freak-out moment and, I don't know, like, disintegrate his father. He
1: tried. Well, his father said he sensed how strong he is, and that was the uh, Darth Vader moment yeah. where he said, I can train you. Come to the dark side, basically.
0: And, uh, Jeez, I had that that moment with everybody else because you have Junior telling Yolanda he's sorry for what happened and telling Courtney there are good people. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? And even Rick, when the ceiling comes down, is like, what?
1: I know. I know. It's like,
0: oh, maybe Rick is going to not be... So, jerk face next week. I don't know. Rick,
1: Rick the dick. <laughs>
0: Maybe he'll dial it back because he's seen what happened and he knows uh, now what they're actually up against.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, it did get dusty in my room, too. <laughs> uh, junior versus senior with all that going on. And then, well, like we say, he brings brings the ceiling down on them. If you don't see a body in TV, that means they're not dead. There's two ways of thinking about this. It was a great death. That's great death. I mean, he didn't have a lot going on for him, but he emptied a lot. And you're like, yeah, baby, we love you. And then boom, he's dead. Like, oh my God, that hurts. It hurts more when you're dead. You bring him back and like, eh, okay.
0: Yeah. I uh, I don't know what's going to happen because I felt like, okay, maybe, maybe the kids are going to kind of get what they need, like the levels of help that they need. And then that happened. It's like, Holy crap. Yeah. So, I, And I was thinking at the
1: end, so why didn't Henry Sr. drop his uh, brainwave shield and go after the kids? There was uh, some thought on the internet that like, well, enough's enough. He killed his son, so he can walk back from that. That's TV rules. Or, you know, I was thinking if you drop the shield, he's going to get a Cosmic Staff Blast. I mean, right away. Right. And he'd have to deal with a lightning quick attack from Wildcat. And plus, Rick, if you still have an hour left, who knows how much time can pass by. He's going to charge too. So, how can you withstand a Cosmic Staff Blast? our man and Yolanda at the same time at least that's the way i saw it was to leave up the uh, rainway wall
0: and honestly yeah. i'm still feeling like ito did something so that if he took it down in that moment everything that just happened between him and his son would hit him so i
1: don't know he's pretty evil
0: but we'll find out you never know maybe something yeah. will crack and help us that- lose it
1: have you seen the uh, preview for next week?
0: <laughs> i seen a little bit of it, and I was like, wait a second, somebody's these, coming back.
1: These things are only 20 seconds long, and if you don't want to listen to it, you know, skip ahead on the podcast. But I, I have a tinfoil hat theory.
0: Let us that, don our tinfoil hats.
1: Uh, yes, please. Everyone sit down and get out the aluminum foil. I like Maria, the waitress, and she's been in two episodes. They went for a Her credit beginning was waitress. But uh, in the second episode, she was Maria. And in the next episode, she's Maria. And we saw a glimpse of the Shining Knight. I just got a feeling he's going to come to her rescue. They're going to give her a credit and a name. She's going to have something to do with it. And on top of that, Pat was always saying about the seven soldiers of which the Shining Knight was a member. Who's Justin, is the janitor at the high school, by the way. I wonder where those guys are. Well, we know where at least Justin is. Apparently he's going to make a comeback in that episode, which is pretty exciting. On the heels of this episode, was pretty damn exciting. How would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10?
0: Oh, I would definitely say... I'd say nine and a half. Okay. I can't go I was all the say, way to ten.
1: I know. Gotta leave a little room because you never know. Might, with three left that might be something even better. We still have the question of who's really the dad. I mean, that's not action packed at all. But it makes a difference. Right. And they give a hint at the dad, and I've seen that actor before I I just can't place who he is so I'll have to get his name. Uh, you know, on imdb.com. dot com.
0: Yeah, I but he looks to say like from Melrose Place or something like that.
1: Yeah, I know. He's a familiar face. Like when he opens his teeth up, you expect to see that little sparkle diamond like
0: <laughs> 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 Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. well
0: you know how we feel we want to know what you feel and any other tinfoil hat theories you might have or anything that we missed if you caught an easter egg that we didn't shoot us an email at contact us at fangirlzone.com let us know love to share your thoughts on air and of course while you're at it if you can rate and review us on itunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us and of course while you're on the interwebs, check out www.fangirlzo.com, and you can see all our contact information there as well. And we're we're working on putting up new content constantly. Tell your friends about this show because this is really good and I was not sure myself. And then after watching the first episode, I'm like, huh, oh, okay. And I think by now I'm like, oh my gosh, I need more. So yeah,
1: we went from cute to awesome.
0: Yeah. So I think you definitely should hook your friends. I mean, come on. We're in quarantine. They can catch up. It's only 10 episodes. Yeah. I
1: know. <laughs>
0: we of course hope you're enjoying the podcast. So let us know. And for this episode of the star power podcast, I am Sean Fangirlass.
1: This is Dave saying goodbye, and I don't know. I think there's a damsel in distress. Maybe not a princess, although I think she is. I like Maria, the waitress. She's gone from just a waitress to Maria. And if all the hints and part of the teaser for next week is true and the Shining Knight reappears, I'm like, she's the perfect damsel in distress. Why give her a little roll if she's not going to use it? I, I want to see, I, call me a romantic, I want to see the both of them together. Come on, Shining Knight, rescue Maria.
0: And until next time.